0: Here, put the in, sir, no. okay. that's the program that we can't use yeah, uh, so start sharing guys
1: I'm locked down my i usually I use my The sound quality would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So November 16th is we to be pretty good the game night. I would not be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, well, I, <laughs> I, wish I wish would. Go go <laughs> yeah. I would. Be. Yeah, I'm just happy that we were totally on board to do something off the wall and get there. You well, know, there's so many like baseball events like that. Oh like, yeah. So it's just like you know, it's you know nice that we're like ahead of the curve, but it's not like every other team in the league is doing it for We're the first ones doing that, so you know we're ahead of others. Yep. Yep. I'm going to just read up the figure it. <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: queued up. Maybe we got <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I do. We've got line five times the entire season you're in the same division. That's sad, too. Uh, hi, and welcome back to Main Street Prowlers. We are here today with Joe Pace, your basic, basically your fearless leader of your Portland Prowlers team. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yep. Welcome. Um, today, we're going to just run through a lot of questions that we've all been wondering about the team especially with the new current setup with um especially with the divisional uh, setup now um first we want to get your thoughts on all the new teams um, there's four of them in Battle creek uh, danbury um columbus and then um delaware delaware yeah
1: no, yeah, it's uh it's awesome to expand the league, you know, when we get one new team, it's exciting. When you know, you're jumping from 6 to 8, that's awesome, but this year to, have, you know, four teams come in, it's awesome. Sometimes it's a little hectic cuz you're worried about everyone. You know, you definitely want everyone to be successful. So, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a little hectic at times. I think this year you know, maybe we should have leaned towards just topping it off at eight and then made someone wait till next year and find more organizations because the Battle Creek organization – it uh, it was a little timely, like it, you know, had to get on it, had to get done, but had to find partners, had to find investors. So it wasn't just quick and easy, like we know who's owning the team. It's like we wanna put it there, but now we gotta find the funding. So it was a little difficult, but we did it in like three weeks, and I think you know, some other leagues work on trying to get the league mm-hmm. going or teams going, it takes some years. Mm-hmm. So I think we're proving ourselves that we could go to investors. Present our product and you know it's a little back and forth but you know we got six new investors on within three weeks for Battle Creek so it was huge.
0: And it definitely settles the rest of the whole like rumor of them actually coming in the league because they were spending I believe like two or three the last two or three years where they had that ownership group wanting to come in but they just couldn't.
1: Where in Battle Creek? Yeah, You mean Barry
0: Soskin. Uh so, but, you know,
1: Barry's been wanting to have, a like, a neutral site game there for a while. So he scheduled the one there. It was supposed to be, I think, uh, like, North Shore and Berlin, and that one either got canceled. or There's, like, 20 people at the game because no one promoted it. Last year, us and Danville were supposed to play there. So that's, like, how they like to expand the league. They like to really test the market with an exhibition game. So, yeah, like, when – people are wanting us to bring a team in, no chance we'll be talking about in January and putting the team there in the summer if like they don't truly believe in it. Cause if they have any doubts, they're going to wait a whole year and schedule a couple of neutral site games and go like that. All
0: right. And um, let's expand a little bit more on Danbury because they're getting a new team, but you've had the experience with them winning your championship over them in your first season. Um, How is it – it's probably bittersweet to have them come back into the league. Well, it's funny. Danbury's not a really old
1: professional hockey city. We all remember when they came in with the Trashers. So since then, they've had four or five teams come through town. So, you know, they're catching up to us, and we've been around 50, 60 years. They've been right. around, like, less than 20. So, you know, when people think we got it bad, look at that, you know. And it's just nice to have big markets come back in. That arena is fun to play in. The fans hate you. They're right on top of you. They're spitting on you, throwing stuff at you. Like, there's not a moment when they're not yelling at you or screaming at you. And that's, you know, it makes it fun to go play there. If it was a really boring, laid-back game, I guess it wouldn't really matter if they're in and out, but, you know, the fans bring the,
0: uh, uh, the excitement in that arena. They really do. Uh, that's definitely even weirder because you literally are in the back when you're in the pedal box. Uh, yeah, yeah, they built out uh, the upper level to build suites
1: and yeah, you're under the suites. But it's nice because you're protected, no one could throw anything really? on top of you. So in Flint, actually the first time I got Pelny in Flint, I didn't know why there was glass over the Pelny box and then you look up and it's full with garbage two seconds later and you're like, oh that would have been on my head. So you know, it, yeah.
0: it's, it's nice for that one yeah. reason. Um. Talking about when your days with Flint, too, So um, you definitely have had, even before coming to Fort on you've had the coming through McMoran with the four different teams in the UHL, Flint and Rockford. Just uh, um, point out a few right now.
1: Yeah, uh, like uh, one of my first games, a professional with Rockford was in Flint. And then, you know, you're playing against guys like Jim Duhart and Bobby Reynolds and Kevin Kerr and Martin Woods. And you're just looking down the roster and – some guys have played 20 years, 19 years, and it was just like, wow, I can't believe I'm on the same ice surface with them. And then you come here and you're playing against guys like Gretzky and Firth and guys like Casey Harris. And then you got Matt Goody. And, uh, you know, so those were my first two games in the United Hockey League. Uh, I think I had like – it was like uh, – it's like a Red Cross that weekend. I gave a lot of blood. I gave blood everywhere I went. But uh, it was really fun. But, yeah, like, you know, you see the beacons and then, bam, they're, you know, the flags. And then before you know it, they're the Ice Hawks. But nothing really changed. You know, you guys were all there. You know, the crowd was rocking. So it didn't matter who you were playing here. It was always an intense game. You know, Flint, that was a whole other animal. Yeah. You never know what to expect there. <laughs>
0: That's, that used to be one of our biggest rivals coming in, even into the juniors when we had the fighting Falcons. Um,
1: well, if they weren't Fort Huron's
0: biggest rival 50
1: miles down <laughs> the road, there would have been a serious problem. You're right. Like, right. There's something wrong with it if those
0: teams aren't rivals. Right. Yeah. Well, it looks like we have a question from... I probably should have pulled up my. Um... We got a
1: question, fan question. Uh oh. We're doing some checks.
0: <laughs> How do you feel about traveling to
1: Georgia? Uh, yeah, it's like over a 1,000 miles, and uh, it's going to be a rough trip, but you're going down like, you know, I think we go there early in the season, so it doesn't matter. We won't be that cold here. But it's nice for the guys when they're in the middle of the season and you head down to a place like that and you get off the bus and it's 65, 70 degrees and it's January and you can wear shirts and shorts around town, go walk and get food. It's just a nice morale boost. But uh, the building... It's beautiful and uh, it's not a bad town. They have a good fan base, so it's going to be fun to play there.
0: Right. right. Um, and they should have definitely a huge number on, on your first time going out because they used to have the Cottonmouths in the SPHL, um, and Scott down there definitely knows how to promote his games, as we all saw down in Carolina. Um, so. Um, you know, the biggest thing is, yeah,
1: Scott Brandt, he definitely has the time to put in the effort, and it's great he does because he makes things successful. You know, I get uh, pulled a lot of different directions towards the end of the workday. You know, I have kids now, a wife that thinks they're busy, but, uh, you know, it's great that, you know, a team has someone like him. I wish everyone did, and I fought tooth and nail. He's a Michigan-based guy, I grew up here love to see him help me, you know, I'm on the ice, he's in the stands, and I think, it, you know, we could be here for a, a very long to come, and I think maybe after they get on their feet, it wouldn't be crazy for him to make his way up here, as long as him and Barry could work out their, uh, their amends and things <laughs> right.
0: to rebuild the bridges that were burned. Um is definitely a very understanding guy, though. So hopefully he'll come up. No, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I asked, Joe, are you scared looking at these East Side rowdies? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely when, probably when you were in your twenties. <laughs> well, yep, yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was really odd.
1: I remember like showing up, and I was like, everyone's hanging over the glass on the second level. No one's even sitting like this while. But, you know, it was intense games. You know, when Gretzky and first were on the team, it was mm-hmm. intense. And then that playoff series like like, uh, you know, you guys versus Flynn. I got picked up by Flynn. I came into the building not knowing what to expect, pro playoff hockey, and uh, it just blew me away. You know, the noise, the energy, mm-hmm. the intensity on the ice, it was,
0: uh, it was hot. Uh, Check them real
1: hurry you younger. <laughs>
0: Even then, we were still this loud, though. <laughs> well, they were different. You said, though. Yeah. The original. The original. Well, uh,
1: whoever they were, they were they were loud. They were drinking a lot. And they were having the fun. Well, that's, that's what you needed in your stand, though. So those kind of people to back you up. No, yeah. But, yep, we loved that. So, you know, I saw a lot of crazy things in that in like, UHL days. And uh, then to hear about what was before of those in the colonial UHL when there's, you know,
0: little C, little O UHF. <laughs> You
1: know, those days were
0: even crazier right. on and
1: off the ice, I guess.
0: Well, that's a, also when you had the Thunder Bay, where we considered the crazy fans. Even though Flint was right down the road, Thunder Bay had those crazies,
1: even worse. They, they had the crazies on their team too. <laughs> uh, true. I played, I played for most of them when they became coaches. They were crazy. <laughs> uh, well, so- then we had Canadian, though, too. So. Right? Has, uh... You know, Casey Harris is tough. I don't know if he could have acted on one of those teams. I know I couldn't have. Brian Wells was my coach in Winston-Salem, and uh, he was scary tough. He was about 5'6", and I think he would have knocked out Mike Tyson. I was an animal. The question is um, – uh... Dwayne Wayne and how are season ticket sales going? Uh, good, but it, like, we could always use them to be better. You know, I think Port Huron is such a walk-up town that people just kind of said, like, well, I can get tickets on game night. I can get tickets on game night. But it's always great when you have that support before the season starts. We don't get the check from the city from season ticket sales so after the new year. So it really doesn't. A- no good like financially now it's just we know you guys are there we know one day we're going to get a check from them one day we're going to be okay and be able to pay some of our bills but uh yeah like right now if 150 people went to my and bought season tickets we can't use any of that money yet we can't it doesn't help us the first payroll the first road trip so uh it's really expensive to run them. They seem, but yeah we always want more season ticket holders, and, yeah, I wish uh, people were more excited to get season tickets because we make it such a discount, and we put it at such a sale early in the season, and even now, us right now, compared to most other teams, it's just night and day. Like, other teams are selling theirs for around $400. We're at $240. $240, folks! I already Right? Those are like unheard of All right? Well, and early bird special get people again for in between, I think 175 and 200 yeah. on the seat in the section. So it's just like we try to be cheaper than the movies and cheapest in the league because we know that we want to work with our community. We want everyone to have a chance to come, not just like in Chicago only the most elite could go to a Blackhawks now. So the way it works is tickets on the glass are 500, tickets here are 300, tickets up in the nosebleed are 125. Who could afford four tickets up in the nosebleed under 125,
0: 150? I also asking, any big players that haven't uh, announced I know Mr. Joe has something
1: to Well, you know, it's always nice. To have something up our sleeve, I think we've got everyone that is signed and it's coming back, so the names that would be coming would be names like Matt Robertson, no, free Simon's, you know, guys that are trying to play at the next level. Roe is dabbling with retirement, hasn't made it official yet. So, uh, like, there are guys that still have a chance to come back if it's before camp starts, right as camp starts, right after. So no one's official yet, but, you know, those are names that we like to have around, you know, especially Corey, 13 games in one year, he's a solid backup. Last year, plays over 20, you know, moves into a more of a starter role. And, you know, this year, you know, it's going to be rough. You know, we have two solid goalies at our property. So no matter who's in the net, who we're playing against, you're going to be in trouble if those two guys are on our roster.
0: Well, let's hope that uh, Robo definitely surprises us like he did last year and comes back in.
1: Hey, Robo, one more year, buddy.
0: <laughs> hey, together.
1: One, one more, more year. year.
0: <laughs> uh, so let's actually talk about the season really quick. Um, you start off the season October 25th when you go out to Watertown, um, who, ironically... we're heading to Danbury.
1: Yeah, I read the schedule wrong. Yeah. Um, we got Danbury in their uh,
0: home opener, so it could be super fun. That, let's hope that um, we can have that same kind of interview that we get back in the final. Uh, oh yeah, the first year. Um, what are you guys preparing really for um, to start off the season successful? Well, once the guys get here, it's mainly,
1: you know, evaluating, seeing who's in shape, who's out of shape, who needs to touch the puck more, who needs to get more shots, you know, because some guys get to skate with really high-end quality players all summer. Other guys are skating by themselves. You know, some guys are going to drop in. No one else is showing up. They're skating by themselves. So it's hard to skate at a high-intensity, high-heart rate. For, you know up to an hour when you're all alone on the ice. Right. So a big thing is evaluating everyone getting everyone up to speed getting everyone together And really uh, we try to run a basic system because we want it where guys could come in and out and uh, Really you should have a lot of hockey knowledge We expect you to have hockey knowledge before you get here So we don't have to spend so much time teaching you So, but every once in a while at this level, you're getting a guy that's never truly been coached, you know, by a good coach. It's kind of just been like, hey, go play, skate hard, skate fast, shoot a lot of bucks, and hopefully we win the game. And, uh, you know, then we ask a lot out of them and guys start to get, you know, frustrated or they don't understand things. So, it's nice to get that all out of the way nice and early. Right. So I know uh, we're going up to Obscurus Fitness up at our CrossFit gym once or twice to have a full team workout. So we'll really see on those days. Me and Matt have been doing their workouts, and now we'll see who's in and out of shape. Because if you could, you finish it faster than us, yeah, you're good. But if you, <laughs> if you lose to one of us,
0: you're in trouble, buddy. Right, right. You're in trouble. Um, so it's some, definitely an interesting situation there, too, being the head coach as well as, well as the GM and a player. Um, no, it, it definitely
1: is. Uh, like last year, I found you have to have a good mix with the guys, but then you have to, like, good time where you, like, let them do their own thing without you. So, like, this year, I know the league's freaking out. They don't want me to be captain. I can't care less if I'm captain or not. I was like, I do everything. Someone else could wear a letter on their jersey. I was like, I'll put a Z on there. I don't care. Like, you know, like, talk to me last. Like, But, uh, like, that's the thing they're worried about. Like, head coaches talking to refs in the middle of the game. And it's funny because what I'm truly saying to them is, like, hurry this up. You're taking too long. Like, I don't care who he's given a penalty to. I have no, like, you've never gone over or argued a call and he reversed it. So, all you gotta do when you go over to talk to refs is, you know, tell them to speed it up. Tell them he's doing a good job and keep the game moving because, honestly, you're never gonna argue something. Every once in a while, you could say, I'm not happy with that. Hopefully, you're gonna even it up, and sooner or later, maybe you get a power play. But, uh, you know, if I'm ever on the road screaming, yelling at a ref, it's usually just probably from the fans. I'm usually <laughs> telling him, I'm like mouthing to him, you're doing a great job, buddy. I'm sorry I had to do this to you. Um, you know,
0: just leave it to the fans to you all it and tell them they're doing a terrible job. Yeah, yeah I guess I'll let up
1: my for this year, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It'll be definitely really interesting. You'll love
1: it. <laughs> right? Well, I know uh, the big horns here became a problem over the years, but uh, you know, noisemakers. I know we had cowbells for years. You know, it's a, it's great when we have a face off in that offensive zone and you hear you guys again loud. And I'm always on Jim McPhee, or DJ, up there to play good, new, intense music because it's not just about playing fa- fun family music. You know, you want before some of those face offs, the guys hearing that, the fans to feel that heartbeat in that arena. No, and head off I don't know books. if you saw last night's test run. I was wearing. Uh, um,
0: referee's jersey
1: and the white uh, Oh, there you go. sunglasses. So, <laughs> he just needs two more. He needs two more blind guys. I guess we well, need to get on did. that. Well, yeah, there you go. So he just needs
0: one. Um, talk about um, tackling and um, getting on the refs and the fans getting on you. Uh, ever since you left Danville, they've taken a certain disliking to you. So you must, like, love going in there and pissing them off. Well <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of the people there, uh, you know,
1: some are mad that I left. Some are mad that, you know, I'm just not on their team. They don't care who I am. They're like, oh, you hate your base." I hate your pace. <laughs> but uh, some of the other ones, the ones that are the loudest are the ones that are mad, like I took the booster club away from them because they were, like, stealing and fighting from each other. Oh going back and forth. So they're nasty. <laughs> you know? So so I don't really care how much they could say, you know, Joe pays you suck. It's usually at the most quietest moment of the game you hear a good, you suck. And just, I just embrace it. You got to embrace <laughs> that. And like you said, too, if, if you don't go into another arena, make
0: a them- move. Man, while you're there, you're not
1: doing your job. No, and that's it. Like, I don't think some of the guys that come here understand it. Like, when you guys are hanging over the glass, yelling at them, they get uh, butt hurt. They're all like, "Oh, like refs!" They're screaming at us. It's like, man, it's all part of the experience. It's part of the game. It's like, you know, they get all crazy, and like I've seen Carolina spray water up at you guys. all Stuff happens, and it's like, if I'm spraying water, it's at a kid in a fun way. Like, if I don't like someone, I'll just ignore them and not engage. Where No, and that's what I mean. Well, and, that, like, I encourage you guys, anyone else, like, if we did that in another team's ring, they don't hesitate to write an email directly to the league talking about the incident, sending the footage of the incident, because if you guys do get hurt or anything – like, we don't want it to be two weeks later, it's coming out. It's like that night, email Sarge, email Don, email Barry, let them know what's going on because I'll be telling them the refs are telling them if it's coming from the public too, they can't ignore it, right. you know. Because, uh, we are not the golden children of the FHL anymore. <laughs> you know, year one, I thought we were gonna be everyone's like new team, I thought we were gonna get by with some stuff. Well, Danbury came back with the Titans and they ended up being the golden child. We beat them since then ever since then. We have been either the annoying neighbor, the ugly stepchild. So whoever we are to Don and Barry and everyone, they don't want to see us come out on we are constantly put down as the underdog now and i think that was kind of senior's attitude he knew they wanted carolina or someone new to win a championship and he was like i'm gonna shut up yours and we're gonna have the best season ever and uh we ruined it for my own man like you know we're too worn down like goalie was sick with the flu you know we didn't go into that finals prepared and you know it's a lot to be healthy, you know, mm-hmm. going into that first round against Anvil, If we let Santa rest a little bit and we give him off some days during the week and he doesn't, you know, like, you know, push his body, maybe he feels better going into the finals because, you know, he was slowly just deteriorating, you know, he had the flu for like three weeks. He was finding because he never let himself get healthy. So it was, it was wild. I wish we had a film documenting that whole run that long that party up and then that crash at the end because that
0: makes for good TV right there. Um, we, most of us were watching from Tailgaters the uh, game four of that final series too but you, even though you guys lost that game like you know, I believe it was eight to five that game you still gave them hell and you didn't die at all you, even with how many problems you guys had you still were, like, turning the Watertown heads while you were doing it.
1: No, Yeah, so it was just, you know, we, we had spurts of ourselves in there, but then we just couldn't keep it going. You know, guys like Parkhouse, Dozer, Robo, Senior pushed them so hard during the regular season. So many shifts, so many power points. You know, the guys were playing so many minutes that they just like they couldn't keep up with it. And then, you know, not switching up the lines till we got in trouble. You know, guys didn't have time to gel. But also we went into that finals with the most powerful line in the league. And it's easy for other teams to say we just have to shut down this line. Like and they were able to do that and they were successful doing it. But it's funny hearing the players talk about it and how like Kraz had nothing to do with it and he was just standing there like looking at him and the guys are coaching themselves and i'm laughing because i'm like we did the same thing versus Danbury you know it's like you need that cheerleader behind you and you know he was always like you know he was always digging the knife in when you were down you know right. digging digging and that's one reason why he got to let go as players constantly complained to me and Allie well then the complaints kept getting overflowed past us is so we couldn't take them all we just redirect them to Barry like if you have a true complaint call the owner and, uh, you know, finally there was a change, and it was for the best, you know. I got one last year playing for my dad, and we had one year of uh, playing under a great coach, high intensity, expected a lot out of us, you know, coaching and teaching every day. So set a good example for everyone and got us back off, like, on our right foot and going again. A good thing.
0: Hmm?
1: Welcome, Austin. <laughs> oh, hey, federley just come get some conies. Hey. Five conies for federal aid. <laughs> um, That's right. We're at Mama Vicky's Coney Island, downtown Port. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know where Mama Vicky's is, we're right next to the brass rail, across the street from the McMoran. Exactly.
0: Every Monday and Tuesday, 99 cent conies. So,
1: yeah, 99 cent conies, and then you could go over for a beer at the brass rail.
0: <laughs> the. So, November 8th is a. Um, very first, um, very first um, game Ooh. at home, um, and it's actually against Columbus too. Um, what exactly are you planning to like as the, first, the home opener?
1: Austin said, "Only if they're out the house."
0: So. <laughs> I, I thought you were buying Austin. They're, they're on the
1: show's account. <laughs> <laughs> put, on the, put on the show's card.
0: <laughs>
1: um. But no, yeah, like uh, we're already labeled. We labeled the beginning of the season already. Let the rivalry begin. Uh, You know, just the way the schedule works out. You know, no one wants to see us play a team four times in a row, let alone six out of seven of the first home games. But the way we can embrace that is they're in our division. We'll probably see them in the first round of playoffs or something like that. However they have it formatted. So we said, let the rivalry begin. You know, we're going to play. You know, eight times real early in the season, and we're really going to get under each other's skin. So it's going to be fun, and uh, you know, there'll be a lot of familiar faces on that team. So it's not going to be like a new team and new faces. It's going to be you know the Carolina Thunderbirds in Columbus. So we're going to know exactly who's there. Everyone right. was fun. And, uh, uh, I don't know. If those two came down here, maybe we could have an eat off next week
0: on the show or gosh. You got that, so, guys? Baker's dozen. That's so, thirteen. So next show, um, Central, we'll have Matt on the next show. I guess we need to have a show versus the team. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, opening weekend's gonna be awesome. Then we follow it up
1: with you know our big Casey's Kids Zone night. You know get uh, the dogs in there that night. Have a canine night. So it's gonna be great to try to raise money for you know the St. Clair County you know Humane Society. Do stuff for them. Do stuff for the Blue Water Humane Society. Uh, we have uh, so many pet people on board already. So uh, I think already, like uh, Matt has talked to your furry right here next door. They groom and board dogs. They have doggy daycare. They're great, and uh, they're on board. Blue Water Pet Care on board. So it's going to be so much fun to hear a score goal, hear the horn, hear dogs barking. It's just going to be a wild, fun night, and I think the kids are really going to enjoy a night like that. So we just suggest to fans. If you want to come up with your dog on the leash at all times, is an absolute rule. And dog friendly, people friendly, because there's going to be a lot of interaction there. So if your dog isn't the best with people or humans, it's probably he doesn't get to come that night you know probably could bring him to a practice one time you know something like that but uh yeah it's gonna be a really fun night and we're one of the first teams in hockey to do it it's been done a lot in baseball but we love to be trendsetters uh we wanted to have the first ever double header a few years ago and everyone shot us down Well, lo and behold later in the season carolina does a double header and uh that was our idea first it was uh you know come downtown buy a ticket to the game That ticket gets you into both games, and that ticket gets you discounts on meals all around town. The two games, So we can bar hop, eat, hang out, and make it a real fun winter kind of thing right downtown and just, you know, bring the energy back down here. So this year it's going to be great to you know, get the dogs in early in the season. And uh, th- something I can't wait for is that at the end of the year we're going to have a ballpark night. And uh, we're going to wear baseball jerseys and we're teaming up with hopefully the team down in Utica, Jimmy John Stadium. Well, the four teams from down there, hopefully their mascots, you know, beating up on men. Nets all night, maybe cracking them with a baseball bat or something. You know- but uh, yeah, like stuff like that is really fun because hockey doesn't like to embrace other sports. We're like, avoid football, avoid football, avoid baseball. You know. Well, right now we know spring training starting in the end of February. Well, guess what? Second week of March we're doing in the ballpark night at the Crawlers game. You know, and just uh, have some fun with it. Just embrace the other sports in the area. Embrace the Tigers. Let everyone have some fun with it. Um.
0: I know I've had a few questions from some of our fans about the um, pause night. Um, they've they been basically asking if there's going to be a special section for the dogs to sit? Yeah, like, uh, so
1: I think down in the bar area is going to be open to them. Uh, the main thing is going to be what door, because we're going to have one of the doors as access for everyone to take everyone in and out. So everyone have wristbands, hand stamps, things like that, but uh, it's just going to decide on where they want everyone to go. If they want us walking up and down the parking lot on the north end, it could probably be bar if we're using the like bus depot side it's probably going to be we'll probably use a section down where we shoot twice to put everyone down that way closer to you guys maybe we'll just clear out some chairs go all (laughs) (laughs) these super rowdy
0: we definitely need all the voices we can get right yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. that's Um, why
1: it's so rowdy there's the dogs up there with you
0: (laughs) Well, some of us do act like dogs, so it yep. uh, you know, only makes sense.
1: Right, and, yeah, this is going to
0: be a big year for us.
1: You know, I know people love to talk like, oh, team's leaving, team's doing this. We can stay as long as we get the support. You know, if you guys are constantly getting your neighbors or new people that you meet to come to games, it's, ne- it's never going to end. We're going to be the original flags. We're going to yeah. be here 20-something years. You know, people told me in Danville, you guys are going to be one or two years and done. Like, they're like, this isn't a hockey town. They're going into year nine right now. You know, we made it successful, and we left. I bailed on. I'm sorry I bailed on you, Danville, but I had to come here and make this successful. So, you know, already right now, we're going into year five. We beat out the beacons that were so much better than us. We beat out the flags that the city ran that, you know, was supposed to be here again forever. We beat out the Ice Hawks. Now we beat out the Fighting Falcons. So, you know, we're going into year five. The only people that have Little cloud on us. It's the Border Cats and the original flag. So right. it's a challenge to catch up to those original flags, but I think the Border Cats, it's going to be easy to surpass them. Yeah. But yeah, the big thing do? is, yeah, everyone bring your friends, bring your family. It's it, you know, you love going to the games. It's town and neighbor. Like, have you been? No, I haven't been. Come on, come with me. Let's go. Come check it out because that's what's going to make the difference. Putting a few more butts in the seats is going to keep us here years to come.
0: Um, the, and you guys were in talks to him to add another five years on your lease too, so. Yeah, so
1: like Rob is fully on board, Barry is. I know we haven't got those two together yet, but, uh, you know, it's been a busy summer for him. Like. You know, I think he's uh, involved with so many teams now that, you know, he's a little bit torn and everywhere. And then he has his business that he still has to run in Chicago, which, you know, when we're all in trouble, funds all of us, it keeps us all alive, right. keeps the bus on the road and the wheels moving. So, you know, sometimes when he can't be around as much, it's OK, because we know that, He's working hard. He's not sitting on a yacht. He's not on vacation. You know, the guy doesn't travel unless he's going to a gun show or a gun expo. So, you know, it's uh, it's really crazy. And that's another thing is, you know, we're supported and funded by someone who runs a gun range and takes care of a lot of police and FBI agents around Chicago. So we do support him. We do support gun news, but it's gun safety. You know, right. you've got to have gun safety. So if you're a gun owner, gun safety. You know, it's a big thing.
0: Drive safe, boat safe, use your gun. Our next comment is um, John Rhodes telling Rob. (laughs) Hey, Um, go chirping
1: Rob, buddy. got a problem with him. Here's the door. Come on down. um, Who are you most excited to
0: see in our original series?
1: Well, I think it's going to be fun to have Columbus here right at the beginning of the year. It's going to, you know, I think be a fast rivalry band. Get us in the face. But, uh, you know, teams, you know, the team that Billy McCreary put together in Danbury will be a competitive bunch. So that could be fun to have down here. Um, you know, other than that, you know, it's just going to be nice to have some more teams and mix it up a bit. Because we all know what those years were like when we saw St. Clair Shores or North Shore you know, ten times at home or right. twelve times at home. So this year is gonna be awesome. It's amazing to have like this big mix. But uh you know it's always nice when we have Carolina here. Right. Somehow those games, you know, they get a little rowdy and out of hand. And I think it's mainly because that guy's standing behind their bench.
0: He definitely knows how to good have knows how to have a good time, doesn't he? Yeah. Or whine about having a good time. Also the people who come to the game who are Carolina fans and are related to – or were related to one of the players. I don't know if he's still with them.
1: They're always – they're awesome. You know, yeah, I think it's going to be sad. I don't think Petro Antonio plans on playing for Carolina this year. I think he wants to make an SPHL team play there. But, yeah, his whole family would come over from Canada. I know he has some in Michigan as well. And, yeah, they would have a group of about a dozen here at games, and uh, that's always really nice too. Oh, yeah.
0: They they definitely loved. That was love like the us. Nick
1: that was like the Nick Wright crowd when he was in Berlin. Every game they played there, there was about anywhere from six to twelve people from his family that would make the drive up. So it's always nice when you see this. But uh, yeah, I would love to have a lot of those Michigan-based guys here on our team, you know, and uh, have that support more than just a few times a year.
0: You know, to see it almost weekly. I know there's a lot of people that want Nick Wright back, so.
1: Good. Well, you know, I think uh, I think Nick really, really wants to play at the next level and stuff like that. But, you know, honestly, at this level, it's getting really hard to have guys like that because uh, when other teams don't have big, heavy weights for him to fight, there's almost some games where he's not needed at all, right. and he could just be a healthy scratch and stuff. And then it ends up being a drain on us or a waste of money when you look at it. And it's like, well, you spent a lot of money on the budget on a player that you didn't use a lot. Right. So it's rough, but, uh, yeah. you know, Portillo's oh, coming back, so big body, Ports is back. We got, yeah, I think it'd be an 89 again, just rocking guy. So, you know, when you think about it, you don't usually think someone that's, you know, a lean cut guy around 6'1", is you know, the tough guy. Right. But I think he proved right. it last year by the doctor's bills, <laughs> I, I, like he can hang with I the know. best. of we got Oh, now, we got questions again.
0: How do you think the playoffs will be formatted, and where do you think the cutoff might my- or teams will be since there is
1: five in each division? Uh, it's definitely going to be east and west. You know, there there could possibly be eight teams, and, like, two don't make it, but there could be six. And then it's one of those things where in the past in the SB, it was one versus six. The winner, like, you play a best of five. The winner goes straight to the finals. So if you're the sixth seed, you upset the first-place seed, you're going straight to the finals, and the other four play two. Rounds of best of threes. So, you know, the team that's in that best of five, that's about a two weekend set. Two best of threes, those are two weekends. It works. Out even where week three you're going into the finals now for your best of five. So it's like I guess it's a decision for them. But if I had to, I would probably say three from each side and then do it that way where you know you could do a you know league wide you know just rank us one to six and do one verse six and you know two verse five. Okay.
0: And then my dad asked has two questions wants to know, are there any plans in the works to honor the late Billy LeCane?
1: Well, Billy has his number retired. And yeah, we would always love to do stuff like that. I know I reached out to Billy Watt for opening night, and he's not one that wants to get in the spotlight or do anything like that. But, uh, you know, I always want to do things. I, we're home opener November 8th. I said, why not make it really Billy Watt night? He wasn't a huge fan of it because I don't think he wants to, like, have to drop the puck or get out in front of a camera right. or anything. But, uh, yeah, like stuff like that, I love to honor the history here. I've never ordered any of the numbers that are up on the wall. So since year one, we've never had a 3, a 7, an 8, a 10, a 11, a 20. We've never had it. So, uh,
0: you know, that's
1: just something that
0: I, you and know, I know
1: other teams haven't.
0: i glad to see to someone actually respecting that because, especially with when we had the Fighting Falcons, those were their main numbers. We, we love our history, so that's what irritated us somewhat. So we're glad that you actually respect our history. And then, uh, what are the chances of getting more into the championship for the original team?
1: so like i have excuse me i've tried to track down the originals some have said Nani has them things like that though you know he won't let me get in that basement because i think he knows i'm gonna start snagging stuff for the arena (laughs) but uh you know those are things you know even if we saw them and got pictures of them to try to replicate uh would be awesome but uh yeah like a lot of that is all outside funding it's you guys it's you know just donors that love the old flags and want to do it it's you know so now it's falls on me to not only fundraise for the prowlers but fundraise for just fun community events like that like to honor teams that have done great things but there's no reason there isn't flags up for them so you know I would love to see ours move from like our merchandise side to their side with them and mix us in there and that's a reason why we have the colors we do you know we have the red and white in our jerseys for them you know we added Black, we had to mix it up a little, but you know, that first year we went with Red Wings jerseys to honor the original flags and be you know part of that family,
0: which is is awesome because they, the Red Wings did, used to use this as their um, training facility for I want to say a good part of a decade.
1: Yep, you never know what toilet Gordy Hells used. There were
0: a couple years back in the 70s where their farm team was for here.
1: No, I think it was the whole time. Uh, there was two years the team switched names to yeah. actually the quarter Wings. But even when there were the flags, they were the Wings farm team. And uh, I've met a lot of the people that used to help, uh, equipment managers, volunteers from around town. And uh, they said, like, when, those get, when camp would come up here, they had their team, they had the Wings. They were like, there were 60 to 80 players in this <laughs> arena. I was like, I don't even know how the guys fit in there. But they were showing up where stalls were and you know we would have no room for a training room or anything so I give amends to those guys because they didn't have half the stuff we had and they're playing at a higher level and Mm -hmm. uh you know they're putting their bodies through hell and uh yeah there's really not much room you know everything that we have now it was all stalls for them
0: um while we wait for other fan questions I do have some rapid player questions for you Okay. Um, just basically so people can learn more about you so they yeah. can get more involved. Basically feel more um connected to the team. Yeah. Um first, favorite color? Black. Favorite food? Steak. Favorite movie.
1: Oh, I don't know, Slapshot.
0: <laughs> you have to go for the <laughs> well, Yeah, it's like it, it, do you say it is? Um your favorite NHL team?
1: Uh probably
0: the Red Wings. <laughs> You know, yeah. even though I grew up in Chicago, I got the Red Wings tattoo. That's actually quite awesome. You have the Stanley Cup in there, too. So. Well, yeah,
1: I played for a Wings team. No, uh, well, we'll get back to rapid fire, guys. <laughs> but I played for uh, the original Wings affiliate team in Saskatchewan, won a championship, and they kept the logo for 60-something years. So awesome. so uh, this was the wavering Red Wings, but it looks so much like Detroit. It's like, how do you Um, Your favorite uh, team to play with? Uh, Team to play with? uh, It was probably that first-year Prowlers team. Those absolute gems of guys. And all the other good teams I played with, I was so young, I didn't get to appreciate it. But then I was a little older and got to take it all in and just enjoy the guys and their company. And that team was amazing. And uh, your favorite team to play against? Uh, play against, you know, probably the original Danbury Whalers, and I think now it's Carolina.
0: That's awesome. Um, who is your favorite NHL player of all time? Bob Um Your favorite player to play with? Uh, favorite player to play
1: with, uh, there's been, like, Absolutely so many, but uh, I played with a few guys that played in the NHL, so uh, I stayed in touch with him, Reed Simpson, played for the Blackhawks, Bruins, Devils. He was drafted by the Red Wings, got to play with him in Rockford, and he was an absolute gem. He took me under his wing. And still to this day, we stay in touch as a scout right now for the Montreal Canadiens. So it's great when we get to catch up. And, uh, yeah, hopefully one day we'll be, like, working together again or something like that. But uh, he was an absolute great guy. And it really showed me what being a professional is all about. It wasn't about he's better than anyone. He came down to the UHL. He was right there with us. He was part of the team
0: every day. Um, On that note, who was your favorite player to play against
1: uh, play against was probably like Frankie Little, John. like why I probably want him on my team so bad is, uh, you know, the guy's just intense, you know, he's hard to play against, you can't even hit him or rub him out or hook him without him asking you to fight, so, you know, <laughs> when you see someone play like that, then Realize, you know, like guys are leaving him alone because of stuff like that. You start to adapt that, you start to play like him, and then playing with him, you really learn what makes him tick. And uh, I got to live with him for a little
0: while too after
1: the playing against him, and uh, it was really fun.
0: After he actually beat me up, about the next week later, he moved into my apartment. <laughs> um, and who is your pick to win the Stanley Cup this coming year?
1: Oh man, that's so rough. I'm definitely gonna pick the San Jose Sharks. You know, I want to see Joe Thorne get to hoist the Stanley Cup, get to retire like Ray Bork, go out on top and have some fun. And uh, you know, I just
0: think he deserves it. He deserves right. it. He's put his body through hell, and he's a warrior. Um, probably a dumb question. Who's your team to take it all in the NHL? Uh,
1: us. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. you know, us, but this year's going to be competitive because you know Andre. He always wants to win since he was in Berlin. You know, I want to win every year. And then you have, you know, guys like Clark. And now you're going to have, you know, Columbus that, you know, they have a high energy urge to win. But it's not like you know, Delaware or Battle Creek or any of them are going, hey, I just want to make playoffs and finish okay. Like everyone's goal right now is to finish this season drinking from the cup with it sitting right here while we all talk and hang right. out. So uh yeah like I definitely definitely will be putting a root beer float in it. <laughs> either Casey's A and W somewhere that's something last time I did a banana split Sunday and it. That's awesome. So uh, you know it's always fun the things you surprise the guys with Within that when everyone's having a good time somewhere.
0: Um, we we also want to congratulate you on um baby coming up.
1: Oh, yeah, more kids, more hockey players. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be wild. This winter's going to be crazy. Baby on the way, Scout just turned one, and Will just uh, end, like, is playing in year of mites here at Glacier Point. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's an animal. He's playing with the kids older than him. He's playing on the national soccer team traveling around with older kids so uh, you know I don't know if he set himself up to get pushed extra hard or we expected a lot out of him but uh, yeah he's got a challenging year I have a challenging year and I know Ellie does too do at home so it's going to be an adventure but all I know is hopefully some of it slows down because it's probably going to fly by and I just want right. to take a lot of it in
0: um, we definitely whenever we have you on the show again we definitely want to show your family on
1: no, yeah,
0: no, yeah. I don't know if they'd be that peaceful, they'd probably be around, running around, stuff like that. All right, but, but uh, next time we'll hold up a phone, or something like that. um, hopefully next time also with the championship cup as well. Yep, yep, well, yeah, next year, uh, if that happens, you know, if the cup will be on the
1: show. You know, I don't know if we'll be here, we might just be on the floor or something. But, All right, right. You know, We'll have to, like, pick Graham's head up out of the cup are just down there drowning in beer. we we'll you there instagram me. Hit Graham up on Instagram. Instagram-y.
0: Um. Um. With Graham possibly coming on the um, October 8th show, uh, what are your suggestions to him?
1: Uh, You know, Graham, you know, make sure you're ready to talk and have fun and be outgoing and don't be a smart aleck. <laughs> You already got the cupboard, right? Well, <laughs> his sense of humor, he throws people off. but Everything with him is a joke, but he says it so serious. He throws everyone off. No one knows if he's serious well, or not. He walks out of the room. Everyone's looking at me like, for real? Like, he's joking.
0: Life's sure He has to really like, some, say something to piss us off because you know our mouse. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. Um, And then we also have Austin Federley coming on October 15th as well. Okay. Um, What are your suggestions? a native boy. Well, he's gonna be walking across to you, so
1: hopefully he's like got some energy, and hopefully they're ready to feed him or something like that, (laughs) so I will get his blood sugar up. But yeah, you know, the main thing is you know talk to you guys and we have fun, so I don't really have to think about that. I'm just giving you the honest answer. So it's quick and it's fun and it's easy. And I think if everyone gets interviews like that, and that's how they per- approach life and the media or anything like that, it would go a lot smoother and people will get a lot more information. And, you know, there'd probably be less questions.
0: Right. Training camp, you have the free
1: agent camp the weekend before that. Yep. So uh, last year, I refused to do an open free agent camp just because uh, I know guys are like, you know, they get nailed for things all the time. Come try out, cost money. Come try out for juniors, cost money. Come to our college, you're going to have to pay tuition, cost to play on the team because it's club and this and that. So uh, last year, I just invited guys to training camp. We picked our team, we got going. But uh, I do want to give the opportunity to guys. That are looking to play. You know, last year we did get a lot of guys that inquired, like, are we having a camp? Or are we not? So you know, I just wanted to put it out there. Let's do it. And then with all the BS from all the other hockey leagues in Michigan that can't actually ever play a game, that, uh, I said from the beginning, no one think about it. I think this guy said, well, I'm gonna buy season tickets to support them. I'm like, there's not ever gonna be a team, so who are you gonna support? But uh, like you know, it's fine. And I think one day like michigan minnesota wisconsin like they all like those two states have it why don't we have it new york should have it you know states that are big hockey states should have a league where guys can get together and play full contact hockey you know you probably will not ever get paid to do that like that league will always be like a volunteer thing you're never going to get paid to do it because in wisconsin no one gets money to play in their full check men's league but it's the honor of being a part of the team, right. represent your community. Some of these teams have been around longer than the original Wings. You know, they started back in the 40s and 50s playing full check men's hockey around there. Their senior league, and they've kept it going. And now they host the whole full check men's league at Senior A Nationals in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. So it would be fun to see us have teams and stuff like that and send them over there to play and do stuff like that. So, you know, I'm not ever opposed to it, but I am opposed to people badmouth at us and our community <laughs> and me. And, you know, to give you guys the inside scoop, like I told most people. I didn't know who any of these people were. I didn't know the name Drake McKenzie. I didn't know IHL. I didn't know we were trying to start a full check men's league. But when someone uses us as a pawn and says, they're talking crap about me, they're being bad. Us. they don't want us in their community they're afraid of us well they gained some clout they got some steam going because people were like well who are they the brothers are scared of them i didn't even know who it was <laughs> like finally we had to say something we were like well you can't play your games here it's against our lease and it's never going to happen barry would sue the arena and the city All and right. everyone and rob's not going to put that on the line for just some rink-a-dink you know, a bunch of bad news bears, hockey players. And uh, I put it out there for everyone that went to that free aging camp that's never going to get to play in that league, that it was a fundraiser for Drake to pay rent and have some gas money. I invite him out for free or a discount. I said, I'll work with you. I'll do whatever I can because I respect the game of hockey enough where I'm trying to help guys. Guys that play against me, they yell all the time, you're in to hockey. Why? Because I treat them like a POS. Like, I'm going to slash you, I'm going to rub you out in the boards, I'll throw you into the post, I'll dump you into my bench, I'm going to fight you ten times. It doesn't really matter, because I want to make sure you hate playing against the brawlers, you hate playing against me, you never know what to expect. And, it, you know, I just play hockey, which a lot of people don't do, and I catch a lot of grief for it. But... uh you know, there's not many of us left. So it's like I'm the, the one, the last of the Mohicans out there doing what we do. So, you know, sooner or later, all the kids will want to just play hockey. No one will want to hit. No one will want to fight. Right. And uh, everyone will get you that Euro like No, you will see a European style game. Whatever a Yager hat trick is, you know, you know, Yager hat trick—three goals, three assists—and you go out with three girls after the game. That's a Yager, but, you know. And, and like, I guess that's the new style—like lots of slashing lots of hits, like you know, lots of hits from behind. Not, you know, you never want to catch someone in the face. You know, we got a question.
0: No, it's just Crystal says you aren't. You're not lying either. i should agree
1: with that. <laughs> you know? So, but yeah, you know, it's uh, we're going to see this season. You know, more younger players come up. You see a lot more high sticks. You see a lot more checks from behind, and that's kind of the way I play. The way I do is to avoid those injuries. I don't want some young kid thinking he could hit me in my nameplate with his elbow and slam me into the glass, and it's all right. It's not all right. I'm going to remember you forever, and you're going to be the next Michael Bunn who to <laughs> make your life a living hell. That's right, Bunn. I see you.
0: He's and watching. Michael Grimmis says, "Smoking like a true hockey player. Yeah, <laughs> well, and that's it. Yeah, we got ponies Spade for us, right? <laughs> We <laughs> got to wrap this up. Um, on that note um, – What do you have for the teams coming into the season to say what to watch out for? Uh, You know,
1: we are going to have some new young guys that are going to fill out our lines. That's going to make us a lot more powerful. You know, we have a lot of good D-men coming to camp. So really, you know, we're going to be the prowlers of old, but, you know, we're going to have some new faces. So it's going to be hard to do a pre-scout on us early in the season. We got new names and uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Everyone's motivated. We're ready to go. I know Chris Pollins working with Warwick right now to get a new mask and everything. So Paulie's ready to get in between the pipes and pick up right where he left off in playoffs because the goalie he was between the pipes in playoffs, that's a starting goalie in this league. You know, we had a chance to beat that first-place team every single game because of the chance he gave us. He made saves he shouldn't have made. He made the ones he should have made. And we had those two 3-2 two games right there in the first round of playoffs. And that's the team, you know, I want to be right, right out of the gate again.
0: And he definitely – he played with the Carolina team the last two seasons before he came to you, so he definitely has that in for you guys.
1: You know, well, he had, that, he had that drive to want to upset them. Just as much as anyone else, you know. Like I wanted to beat Andre because I know what it felt to have a great season and lose in playoffs. So, like, and I know lo- I know what it feels like to play in the finals, and there's no better feeling. And you know, the underdog is the team you want to be in the finals. And last year, that's who we would have been, and that's a great position to be in going into those last five games of the season.
0: All right. Um, thank you for coming in. And um, no, guys,
1: thanks for having me.
0: Um, hopefully, we can get you on another episode soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with Graham and Feather. <laughs> we'll definitely give them help. <laughs> Thank you so much. See, you, See guys. you guys. Bye, guys. Good night.
1: There we go. Can we answer both parts of your